welcome to Going for Gold, USA Today Sports Olympic Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Armour, and my guest today is 2008 Olympic champion, Nastia Lukin. Thanks for joining us, Nastia. Thanks for having me. So the Rio Games begin Friday, August 5th, um, and it will be eight years since you've won <laughs> your gold medal. Does it seem like that's possible? No, not at all. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, I guess with every Olympics that kind of comes and goes, I keep thinking like, how has it been that long? But I feel like now the eight year mark is, is a little insane. Um, I mean, I think also because I have like these clear memories still in my mind as if I was just in Beijing. And so it definitely hasn't really, it doesn't feel like it's been eight years. Um, what, like when you do think of Beijing, what is, what are the memories that come to mind? Oh gosh, I have so many memories. I mean, obviously winning the gold medals is such a memory that, you know, I'll have for the rest of my life. But I think it's also, you know, even the memories that we just had, like outside of standing on the podium. Um, you know, I think I just remember like the time that we spent in the village together. And one of my favorite memories actually was, it was the day of qualifications or maybe even podium training. And, you know, I was the tallest one at like five, three, <laughs> but I remember, I remember standing in the tunnel and we were all kind of standing there and I looked back at, you know, my five Olympic teammates. And I remember we all had butterflies in our stomachs and, and almost tears in our eyes, just knowing we were about to embark on the most memorable experience of our lives. And nothing had happened. Like we hadn't won an Olympic silver, gold or bronze medal. But we knew as soon as we marched out and we like hit that first event that our dreams of becoming an Olympian were about to come true. So it was just like this moment that I, I still remember that like we were you know, it, it was just this memory that I'll kind of have for the rest of my life. What, cause you had done several world championships at that point. What, what is the difference? I mean, what is it about the Olympics that for athletes is, is just so much different and, and so much more special because any Olympian that you talk to says that it's just such a powerful experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, in gymnastics, the world championships are obviously extremely important, but there is something about the Olympic games. Um, I think it's just, you know, when you compete at Worlds, of course, you have the pride, you have the honor of representing your country. And especially if you're, you know, able to become a world champion, it's amazing. But there is something about the Olympics. It's like as soon as you see those five rings, there's just something so special. I mean, I, even like when it's on a piece of clothing, like I still <laughs> hold on to clothing that has, you know, the Olympic logo or the rings on it. And I remember going through some of my stuff back in Texas. And my mom was like, okay, this is never going to fit you. Like, <laughs> it's like a triple extra small. And I'm like, I know, but I, I just can't part with it. And there's something so special about it. But I think also just knowing like, Ever since I was a little girl, ever since I really understood what the Olympics were about and what it actually was, I wanted to be an Olympian. And so I think knowing you're, you're kind of working your entire life for that one moment, that when it actually happens, it's a very surreal feeling competing at the Olympics. I think it kind of like comes and goes and, and you look back at it and you're just like, wait, what, what just happened? You know, <laughs> like it just goes by so quickly that you don't really have time to think, but I think there is something so special about it. You know, there's I think also, especially just there's so much going on in the world, especially right now that, you know, it's it's so neat to have the hundreds or thousands, I guess, of athletes unite in one place for one dream and one goal. And it's the Olympics. And there really isn't another event out there in the world like that. So it's pretty special. 
What when you were in Beijing, who which athlete did you get to meet that you were like, oh my god, this is so cool? Or <laughs> what other events did you get to see? Because I think actually you went back home. I soon went after, back. Or, yeah. yeah, I didn't stay for closing. Um, um, so I didn't really get to see any other events, but. I, Living, growing up in Dallas, I'm a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. So I got to meet Dirk Nowitzki, uh, who plays for the Mavs. And I he was there playing for Germany. But I was so excited. I actually remember we were in the um, cafeteria. And I saw him one, one day. And I got too scared to say anything to him or, like, go up to him. And so, like, <laughs> I passed him by. And then the day of, like, all around finals, I think, like, I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have to say something now. Like, I'm probably never going to meet him again. Like, this is my <laughs> And so I remember, like, you know, he's so tall, but I remember, like, coming up to his waist, basically, and I, I was like, excuse me, like, I'm such a huge fan. Can I get a picture? And he was like, you must be a gymnast. <laughs> um, and then, so I got a picture with him, and at the end, I was like, go Mavs! And, and all my teammates were, like, staring at me, like, making fun of me, laughing. Thing. And they're like, who is that? And I'm like, you don't know who he is. <laughs> so, um, so that was really cool. And so I kind of say like, he was like my good luck charm. I mean, it was, you know, the day of all around finals. And then of course, when I got to go back to Dallas, it was really special. And I've met him many times since. Um, but it's, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, it, it, going back to the clothes. So uh, at the Olympic trials, USA Gymnastics did something which I thought was really cool. They, they brought back every Olympian, yeah. invited every Olympian to come to trials. And um, you guys were recognized in particular, the 84 team, the, the 1996 team as, as you know, and um, all of the gold medalists, I just yeah. recognize, recognized individually. But one of the things I thought was so cool was that the, a couple of the guys from the 92 team, I, I remember when they crossed the stage, I was looking at them, I'm like, what are they wearing? And then talking to them afterward, they were, they said, this is our opening ceremonies outfit. And so oh. when you were talking about your clothes, it kind of, it struck me because I wondered if you guys all, if you do hang on to the, that stuff. Like, if Oh yeah. That's- I literally haven't gotten rid of anything from Beijing. Um, I mean, like, like the shoes they gave us that, you know, I'll probably never wear. <laughs> um, but like literally every little thing from Beijing I have saved. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like I'm, you know, we're coming up on the 10 year mark soon. And oh, I, <laughs> you know, my dream kind of since Beijing was, you know, 10, at least if I haven't gone back since then at the 10 year mark, I'd love to go back and, um, you know, now I'm engaged. And so to my fiance's never been there. And so I'd love to be able to go back with him and my parents and just kind of I know it's changed so much. And that's what everyone says. They're like, don't go back to Beijing. Like you have these like magical memories from there. But I think it's still such a special place um, in my heart and it forever will be. So I'm dying to go back. But yeah, I mean, the clothes, it's funny, because obviously, Gosh, I have so much like Olympic gear, but, um, you know, you kind of like go through it a little bit, but you know, all the stuff from Beijing that will never fit me, I have, uh, kept and I will forever. Um, did you, cause your dad obviously competed and, and won two gold medals yeah. in 1988. Yeah. Um, has he kept all of his stuff? Oh gosh. I doubt it to be honest. Like, it's so interesting. Like, I didn't even see his Olympic gold medals until I don't even know how old I was, but like we pulled him out of a box in the attic and I was like, (laughs) remember asking my mom, I'm like, what are these? And and she was like, Oh, it's like your dad's medal. You know, like I knew at that age, 
Yeah, and like four Olympic medals just casually laying around. But to be honest, like I feel like that was the best way to grow up. You know, it was they were never in my face. There was never anything in our house like even today, if you were to walk in, there might be like one picture or something very small. Um, actually, I think it got taken down if I if I think about it. But it's just like, you know, we're so proud of what we were able to accomplish and achieve. But I also think it doesn't necessarily define you as a person and it doesn't define your life. And um, I think that's really special to be raised like that, where, you know, of course, my dad is so proud of the you know four Olympic medals that he won. But it's, it wasn't the defining moment of his life and of his career. And it's continued to, you know, get better and to grow. And so, um, as a, as a young girl, I think it was, it was great because I didn't have that pressure of, you know, trying to live up to their expectations. Of course I wanted to, and I think I put more pressure on myself to try to, you know, be just like, like my parents when I grew up, but it wasn't like a forced kind of thing. Um, which is, this is a perfect transition because it, you know, you have gone on obviously since Beijing and have done a lot of things with your life. You graduated from NYU this spring. Uh, you're getting married next year. So what, how has that transition been and, and what are you doing with yourself now? Well, at first the transition was actually, I think, harder um, than I thought it would be just because I did feel like gymnastics defined, you know, defined my life, defined me as a person. And and for 22 years of my life, it was all that I did, basically, you know, besides going to school. Um, But it was definitely a difficult transition, both both mentally and physically, like physically, you know, when you stop working out seven hours a day, six days a week, cold turkey you know, your body kind of freaks out. And, you know, I remember gaining like probably close to 20 pounds and no way. um, Yeah, it was, it was kind of brutal (laughs) just kind of going through that. And of course, like going through that in the public eye, you know, it's, um, it's definitely not easy. Um, but I think once I kind of figured out my body and, um, you know, I, I didn't know how to work out outside of doing like press handstand, rope climbs, cast handstands, <laughs> you know, like the gymnastics conditioning. And so um, it was a lot of trial and error, just figuring out like what my body um, needed. Um But I think moving to New York right after London and after the tour was really the best thing that I could have done. Um, I kind of like dove into a new goal right away, like headfirst. You know, I took 18 credits my first semester (laughs) at NYU, hadn't been in school in six years, um, took calculus. Like it was like a little stressful, to be honest. And you had like 8 a.m. classes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm used to that, you know, training, you know, training. I always had 8 a.m. workouts. But, you know, I think it was still it was definitely a challenge, but I think it was a good challenge. And I think that living in New York, too, kind of really helped me figure out what my passions were, what I like to do, who I was as a person without having you know, gymna- obviously I was, I'm still, you know, was and still am very involved in gymnastics, but it wasn't my entire life, I guess. And, um, and yeah. did you have, you had people who didn't recognize you or who didn't know you as, as anything beyond their, their classmate that, you know, oh, they yeah. didn't and realize. I think that was like, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, I was like trying to just make friends like any normal person would. And it was a little challenging cause I was a lot older than everybody, but 
you know, my full name is Anastasia. And on, you know, the roll call, I would always go by Anastasia. But then I would always get nervous because I'm like, if somebody, if like the professor calls on Anastasia, I'm definitely not answering because <laughs> I've never gone by that in my life. So um, then, of course, they were like, if you go by anything else, just let us know. So, you know, when I said Nastia, um, then, you know, the last name kind of went with it. People would turn some heads, but it was great. I mean, majoring in sports management, of course, all the students are, you know, pretty big sports fans. So they they were kind of in the know of the Olympics and everything, but they were all really great. And, um, you know, I had nothing but an amazing experience at NYU. And to be able to kind of check that off of my list now, I'm really proud of that accomplishment, too. Um, and you are planning a wedding. You guys are getting married yes. next summer, right? Yeah, next June um, 2017, just with this year being a little bit crazy, we decided <laughs> not to really rush into things, which is ended up being a very smart idea and a smart plan. But I'm so excited and um, haven't really started planning, but I will as soon as I get back from Rio. And I remember you saying that even when you guys had gotten engaged, like Matt had watched the like your Beijing performances once. Um, yeah, I think. So has yeah. he kind of gotten into the whole gymnastics thing now? or? Oh, yeah. Like, he has a lot more for sure. He was at Olympic trials. And I think also, like, you know, we've he's gotten to know Madison Koshin very yeah. well. Obviously, she trains at WOGA. And so I think it's really cool when you're in, you know, living in Boston. Allie lives here. So we see her quite a bit. Um, so I think, like, when you know people, too, you're, like, you're a little more invested in it. But, no, he's been really great. And I think it's really hard to be thrown into a world, especially like gymnastics, um, not knowing anything about it. And he's, he's learning so much about it, obviously. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, it's, it's really fun too, for me, you know, it's not something we talk about every day. Um, we definitely don't talk about the Olympics every day, but you know, now with the Olympics kind of being right around the corner, um, you know, it's fun to be able to share the, you know, he does ask about my experiences or, you know, how the quali- qu- competition works, like the qualification or, you know, like the process behind yeah. everything. So, um, yeah, so that's definitely been fun to kind of share that. Um, you've also made the transition into broadcasting and um, you're going to be working for NBC in mm-hmm. Rio. How has that been? In, and was that when you were competing, was that something you thought that you wanted to do or was it, you know, just the more that you've done it, the, the more you've liked it? Yeah, it was definitely something that I wanted to do, um, but I just didn't, I didn't know like when, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think for me after 2008, I knew I needed a little bit of a break, but I knew I wasn't completely done and retired. So, you know, I did a few things for, for TV, you know, between 2008 and 2012, but I couldn't commit to anything because of not knowing what 2012 would bring. But after the, well, I guess right after trials in 2012, when I didn't make the Olympic team, NBC, you know, called right away and asked if I'd go to London and, you know, do something with them there. And so that was kind of like, you know, the kickoff, I guess, to my broadcasting career or, you know, working with NBC. I worked more on the digital side and, and did stuff for NBCOlympics.com and the Today Show and, and that kind of stuff. And then in 2013 was really my first year to actually do the, the broadcasting. And, you know, I think with anything, it's like it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experience. So I know I'm still not like amazing and I have a lot to improve upon, but I feel like with every competition and with every year, you know, I'm gaining experience and I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. 
How hard is it? Because you are still close with um, yeah. the women on the team. And like you said, Madison trains at Wolga. You, yeah. you, know, you know all the other ones. Is it hard to, and I don't want to say criticize, but critique um, what people you know are doing? Yeah, critique is a great word because <laughs> I feel, I feel like obviously I've been in their shoes and, you know, sometimes things were said by my now colleagues <laughs> um, <laughs> that sometimes were like, a little bit disappointing or it kind of brought me down a little bit. And so I I remember being in that position. And so I always tried to, yes, I have to remove myself from being their friends and, you know, there's some other really good friends, but, um, remove myself from that, but don't remove myself too far in the sense of realizing that, you know, they're athletes, they're, they're young girls also, or young ladies, you know, and, um, everybody has feelings. And so it's okay if someone falls, like it's, it's a sport. It's not the end of the world. Like, is it a mistake? Absolutely. And I think there's a way to say it in a positive light. Um, so I think that's also been something that I've been working on too of, you know, but then also not being like overly positive if someone falls five times and you're like, that's okay. Like, you know, (laughs) you have to find that balance, I think. And I think that's what, you know, with Tim um, Daggett and Al Tratwig and I being the team, like we're really trying to, you know, it's it's like a team, you know, it's it's a lot of teamwork goes into it and, and also like the, the chemistry of the team. And so, you know, we're really trying to figure it all out. And I think we've, you know, done a good job in the last few years of, you know, trying to trying to be better and trying to work together better and stuff. So, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep going up. Um, and for those who follow gymnastics commentary, you already know about the obsession over your polos. What, oh my gosh. What is the story behind the, the polos? Because your, your polo even has its own Twitter account. I know. It's so great. <laughs> I don't run it by the way, for everyone <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, I guess like I've always really been into fashion, but, um, it's really funny because obviously in figure skating and, you know, some of the other events, they're able to wear their own clothes. But for me, I get to wear a nice polo. Um, they've actually, I do have to say they've gotten better this year, but before <laughs> it just didn't fit me well at all. No matter what size I tried on, it just didn't fit me. And so people kind of like started, you know, poking fun at it and saying like, let her wear real clothes. Like, why are you putting her in a polo? And um, and so, but now I've kind of like chimed into, and my hashtag is always like hashtag polo life. <laughs> um, I do have to say it's a little bit easier packing for things. Um, when you don't, I think we're on air, like gosh, 15 days or something crazy in Beijing, in, um, sorry, not Beijing, but in Rio. And so to think of 15 different, a- um, outfits would, would be quite a lot. So threw some polos in and obviously I'll be doing a lot of other things while in Rio. So I have to have a you know good mixture of clothes, but I, I don't know. I don't mind it too much anymore. <laughs> At first, I kind of hated it, but now I'm learning to love the polo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned 15 days, so you will obviously be doing things beyond gymnastics. What do they, have they told you? What other sports you'll be doing, or what else you'll be doing? So we're doing all the artistic, the men's and the women's, and then I will also be doing trampoline and rhythmic gymnastics, both individual and group. Um, so, you know, that's been definitely a lot to learn and, um, you know, still kind of learning it and going through notes and researching and, you know, I'll be doing that all the way through the competition as well. And, um, you know, be doing some other stuff for, you know, like the today show and some of the other shows, but, you know, mostly gymnastics will be my main focus. Okay. So have you, has your mom been giving you prep work on 
rhythmic. For those who don't know, Nastya's mom was a rhythmic gymnast, um, so and a world champion on floor or Cl- yeah, clubs? the clubs, clubs. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, she has been a little bit, and she might come for the rhythmic competition. I'm trying to convince her to come just so she can help us. But, um, you know, like anything, though, artistic and rhythmic, gymnastics has changed so much in, you know, 20 years or even more than that. And so the rules have changed quite a bit. But um, my mom's coach, actually, her daughter coaches the number one rhythmic gymnast in Russia right now. Oh, so. Wow. That's been really great. And, you know, I've, you know, we've all kept in touch. And every time we go back to Russia, we see them. And um, so that's cool to have a little bit of an insight there because, you know, the Russians are are so good in rhythmic gymnastics and, you know, the favorites to win um, the gold medal there. Um, But the U.S. actually has this is probably really the first time that the U.S. has had a legitimate medal contender in rhythmic gymnastics in Laura Zhang. Yeah, she's great. You know, again, I'm I'm still learning a lot about rhythmic gymnastics, but um, from what I know and the people I've kind of talked to, yeah, she's she's been kind of like the best one, and it's really exciting to see that. You know, obviously the women's artistic team is the favorites. The men's are, you know, they're climbing up there, you know, really trying to get a medal, and, you know, hopefully – whether it's this games or hopefully one day a gold medal too. And, you know, the rhythmic, um, the rhythmic team is also qualified, um, I think for the first time since 96, I if, think I'm, so, yes. if I'm correct. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, they're, they're definitely making strides and, you know, improving every year, which is very exciting. Um, you mentioned the, the women's artistic team is, is heavily favored. I, I mean, when you look at that team, what it's just, it's like a dream team. It seems like. It really is a dream team. That's a great word for it. Um, You know, in 2012, we thought the Fierce Five was like the best team that there ever was. And I think up until then it was. But to be honest, like, I I really think that this team could be even better. Um, When you have two of the girls, Gabby Douglas and Allie Raisman, back on this team. So, you know, they're reigning Olympic gold medalists. So two of the five are already (laughs) Olympic champions. And then Simone Biles. I mean, there's really not much else to say about her than, you know, she's the best in the world. Um, and she has been for the last three, three and a half years, no one has beaten her. And so, um, you know, to have the capability of winning five Olympic gold medals, not just medals, but gold medals is, is pretty incredible. So, um, you know, with those three and then Lori Hernandez, I don't know. I think to me, she might be kind of the breakout star of the Rio Olympics. She, she really has it all. Um, you know, her personality, I mean, just by watching her floor routine, it's, it's very hard not to get engaged and fall in love with her. And then Madison Koshin, you know, she's um, an extremely amazing bar worker and has the potential to win, a, you know, a, a medal, if not a gold medal in the event finals on the uneven bars. Um, going back to Simone for a little bit, when you look at what some of the skills that she's doing, is it just mind boggling that, you know, you're only eight years removed from what you did in Beijing, but to see what she's doing and how she's moved the sport. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) To be, to be completely honest, I guess I'm pretty glad I'm not competing anymore. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what she does is just, it is mind boggling. Like you watch her do, and it's not just the skills, the difficult skills that she does, but it's the way that she does them, um, with such ease, with with such grace and, 
amplitude. And I mean, she she does skills at the end of her floor routine that a lot of people can't even, including myself, <laughs> that we can't even do separately. Like, a, you know, a double twisting double back as your third tumbling pass where I could have never done that in my life just separately, let alone in a floor routine. Um, you know, she's, uh, I don't know, she's probably the most talented gymnast I've ever seen. And this is coming, by the way, from somebody who won uh, the bronze medal on floor in Beijing. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. not exactly a slouch you. Um, what, you mentioned that Gabby and Allie have come back. How difficult is that? Because, you know, they're the first two since Dominique Dawes and, and Amy Chow yeah. in 2000 to, to repeat. How difficult is it to come back? Yeah, coming from someone that you, has you been know through it. that. Yeah. yeah, it's so hard. You know, making one Olympic team is extremely difficult, but I think making a second Olympic team is like double the amount of difficult. Um, it's, it's the expectation. It's the pressure. It's, you know, those days that you wake up and you're like exhausted, sore, tired. You, you know, you're thinking, I've already done this. Like, I already have you know, they both have two Olympic gold medals. Like there are those days where you think like, why am I doing this? You know, it's like, it's not that the passion isn't there, the love for the sport, but it is just that hard. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of what's going through your mind on some of those tough days. And, um, but you know, it, it's completely worth it. Um, and you know, I, I don't regret trying one bit. So are you to the point that, you know, with it being eight years, four years since you competed last, are are, yeah. are you over that? I mean, like when you are there, is there still part of you that wishes that you were out on the floor or are you, you know, have you made that transition completely? No, I'm, I'm completely happy with where I am in my life. Um, I think the one thing I do miss is like the feeling you get of when you perform, you know, the adrenaline rush. Um, and, you know, I did Dancing with the Stars last mm -hmm. year and so... Obviously, it wasn't to the extreme of the Olympics, but, you know, just going out in front of millions, a live show, you know, you have those feelings again. And I will be doing the tour this fall with USA Gymnastics and performing and hosting. So, I'll, you know, I get a little bit of that every once in a while, but I'm so happy with where I am in my life and, um, you know, moving on to that next chapter of my life of getting married, you know, next year and eventually starting a family soon and, you know, just taking on different projects and working on different things. And, you know, gymnastics will still forever be such a huge part of my life, but I don't, you know, I left the sport of gymnastics, the competitive sport of gymnastics with no regrets, uh, you know, and, and I think that's the way to do it. And I remember a few months after I, I guess, quote unquote, retired, um, my dad asked me, he was like, you know, do you miss it? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and he was like, that's, that's the answer I was hoping to hear, you know, because I think he had the same experience and he did everything he wanted to do in his career. And, you know, you, you'd never want to regret it. You never want to think like, oh, I wish I could have done something else or done more or something. So I'm at a great place. Um, one last question I'll ask, what are you most looking forward to seeing in Rio, whether it's something in gymnastics or something outside of the gymnastics arena? Hmm. I think the gymnastics competition, you know, I think this is obviously my first time that I'll be commentating the gymnastics. So at the Olympic Games, which is very exciting, you know, I think there's a little bit of nerves just because I... Um, I know how many more eyes are going to be watching as opposed to an Olympic trials. I mean, our ratings were great for trials and, you know, that was very exciting, but the Olympics is a completely different level. So personally, that's what I'm excited for. And then just like to be able to watch, you know, I'm really excited to see how 
um, the U.S. girls kind of handle the pressure of going in as reigning Olympic, you know, team champions, all around champions, three time world champions, you know, reigning bar champion. You know, it's like <laughs> there's a lot of expectations on that. And I think for, for them, you know, they just need to go in there and do the same gymnastics that they've been doing for all these years. So um, but I think it'll be a great competition. And I think I don't know. I think obviously I'm a little biased and I have, you know, some experience, but I think the all around finals, there's just something about it. Like the team is amazing. And, um, you know, that was always, to be honest, I was most nervous competing in a team competition because it's not just about you. It's (laughs) the weight of the entire nation is on your shoulders. So that competition is like even stressful to just watch. I think the all around finals is, you know, the very best of the best individually in the entire world. And um, it's a really special competition. So I'm excited to see that. And then hopefully um, see some of the other sports. You know, I didn't get a chance to do that in Beijing. And um, I did in London. I did in Vancouver and in Sochi. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that as well. So can anybody beat Simone for gold in the all-around? I don't think so. <laughs> um, I mean, unless she has multiple mistakes, um, you know, someone could possibly get close to her. But if she does four clean routines like she is capable of doing, like she's been doing the last three years, there's not a chance that anybody could beat her. Well, Nastia, we will look forward to watching for those of you who are going to be watching from home for your commentating um, in Rio. And I will see you down there. Um, But thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Nancy. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. If you want to follow Nastia on Twitter when she's in Rio, she is at Nastia Lucan on Twitter. I am at NR Armor. And as always, our podcasts are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we have all of our Olympic coverage on our website at www.usatoday.com backslash sports. Thanks for listening.